Hey everybody, back to the pod. Glad to have you with I'm Cassidy. I'm joined by my co-host. Hey guys. This week we are returning to the boiling house for the Owl House finale. We are super excited to talk about this because yes. season three is highly anticipated. I know the two of us were certainly looking forward to it for a oh, very yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's a pretty epic finale as far as finales go. Um, of course, anybody who knows about Owl House in season three knows that Disney also season three and made it three hour long specials, roughly, instead of proper season that I think we were supposed to get. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's considered, I think, you know, there were cuts, and even though the season ended up being just like roughly a three hour of episodes to a full fledged season, I think, given constraints and everything that the crew and cast had to work with um season three still was a lot of fun it was really cool there were a lot of really interesting things so we're looking forward to getting into all of them mm-hmm. but before we do just our usual spoiler warning slash disclaimer uh season three has been out for some time now but of course it is still kind of relatively new newish <laughs> a little bit yeah as of our um, posting this episode mm-hmm. uh of the podcast of course not the actual show but <laughs> um, <laughs> if only we had that much cloud but what if i know i know if only we did mm-hmm. but um for anybody who isn't familiar with the show and or hasn't fully caught up we will probably be getting into everything so just spoiler warning and uh listener discretion is advised <laughs> Absolutely. but as always for everybody who does stick around and listens to us rant and or spaz or just be nerdy and incoherent in general (laughs) thank you so much uh we say it all the time but we really do appreciate each and every one of you so thank you absolutely so Kaz, let's get let's get started with the main points here because um we left season two off at a very big cliffhanger right and then even at that point we kind of knew that season three was just going to be three specials and after that cliffhanger, we were like, how are they going to resolve all of this? You know, and it was a big question. And I feel like they did a really good job considering the constraints they were under. Um, So it's kind of, let's talk about that. And let's talk about where we left these characters off. And um, basically what we will and what happens with them yeah i mean it's really interesting because like you said season two ends on a bit of a cliffhanger i mean it was kind of interesting because like season two for all intents and purposes ends on a cliffhanger and then season three they just have like technically like three hours to fix and resolve everything oh yeah so um it was definitely interesting because I don't know. I I mean, now we know how they did it, but oh. initially I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and they had a lot left to like resolve and a lot of um, different plot threads to like weave together. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, and so yeah, just like waiting for all of that to like like a satisfying conclusion. And, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was still really interesting because, like, it, like we we knew, I think, pretty well in advance that they were going to cut 
season three and we were only getting three episodes as opposed Mm to a full-fledged season and so Mm. um i think most people were like a upset but then also like wondering how they were going to pull this off and i think they they did do a good job of like pulling off everything they had yeah i agree yeah like i think they 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 have a satisfying ending i don't know if it's a story that they wanted to tell but it's a version that i'm glad we got Mm -hmm. and um it was definitely nice to like see the conclusion but it would have been nicer i think to get the full flesh season so oh um, i 100% agree with you there because like let's talk about this right because season two gave us so much to think about right like Bell, uh, like Philip and Caleb, and the how and how the collector is involved with the Titan, and why did the Titan trap the collector, um, and why did the Titan hide King, their kid, from the collector? Why? There, there's so many questions here, right? And what's going to happen to the boiling aisles is the main question because, like, where we left them off, it's it's kind of a crazy thing and if you look at uh, the first episode actually even the first and second episode of this uh this of season three it starts off right where uh season two left off with different perspectives and i really like how they did that because now as you know loose is just at her door at her at her doorstep and she's like hey mom i'm back and that's how season two ended but then it's like there's this heaviness to it, right? Because these other kids, every other kid except from Luce, they they've been displaced, right? Like we chose to stay with Camila, which is like good for her own mm, physical and mental state, I'm guessing, which is fine. Her well-being. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Um and then but then Willow, Gus, Amity, and Hunter are not from here. And th- I like how they show different perspectives, right? Because Amity is just happy. While she does want to go back, she's just happy that Luce is okay and she's with Luce, is what it seems like. Gus and Willow, however, do want to go back, which I, which is completely understandable. But then there's Hunter, who's actually happy to be away from all of that. So let's talk about all of that because there's a lot to unwrap with each and every one of them in this situation. So let's talk it up. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting that like, obviously, a lot of them were just kind of thrown into this new world, for lack of a better term. Um, mm-hmm. because like obviously the the boiling aisles and the human realm have been kept apart for so long and on purpose too. And I think giving the rest of the gang the opportunity to like Mm -hmm. experience the human realm and like stuff that loose finds normal makes for really great comedy but also because it's happening at such a critical point in the story it's like you're waiting to see what's going to happen in the boiling aisles but yeah you're also just getting a lot of like comedy gold (laughs) oh my god stuff like gus and hunter experiencing the human realm and like um just like like mundane things that i think bubble wrap we take for granted yeah <laughs> oh my God. um but uh yeah it was it was really interesting to see but then also like you said it, it's also um interesting that like even though 
I mean, obviously, like, Gus and Willow want to go back because their families are still in the Boiling Isles and stuff. But it's, like, it was really interesting to see that, like, they were still having fun. And they were still kind of ex- experiencing things for the first time and reacting to them appropriately and, like, getting excited over, like, things that we would find silly. Because for us, it's just, like, like you said, like, bubble wrap. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it, that's so normal. But mm-hmm. for them, it was, like, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, like, in the little mermaid when ariel like sees a fork for dingle the first hopper. time yeah it's got a, like it's a dingle hopper and it's like no no that's just a fork mm-hmm. <laughs> like we used to eat and yeah. she's out there like combing her hair with it exactly <laughs> um so yeah it kind of had i think um a, a few shades of the little mermaid and like ariel experiencing the surface world for the first time vibe to it um yep but it was also really nice to see that like camila was getting an opportunity to like meet the other people that were super important to lose oh yeah and again it could have been under better circumstances Absolutely. but um at least she got to meet them and um it i think Get to know them mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the way it happened was like i don't want to say nice but i feel like if maybe things had played out differently because of the promise Luce had made to her to like return to the human realm i don't know necessarily if she would have done it with uh like if she would have taken amity and willow and gus and hunter to the human realm especially if it seemed like there was a one-way ticket and yeah. they couldn't come back i think she probably would have just been like kind of not mm-hmm. i don't want to say dramatic but she would have been like okay this is it guys like i have to go sorry yeah that type of thing for sure but i also like again uh the whole uh welcome uh, the whole title sequence for this first episode was like we, a, a really cool montage, right? Because it shows that time has passed and it shows what they've been trying to do to get back as well, right? Um, but I also really love, again, I love uh, shows like this where it's, it is juxtaposed with some real world stuff, but it's also so supportive because Luce is just like telling her mother, hi, I'm bi. And it's the best thing ever. And Camila's just so happy. She's like, oh my God, I'm so happy you came out to me. Not in so many words, but she just hugs her kid. And she's just like, hey, this is great. I'm glad you came to me with this kind of vibe. And I really like that a lot. So there's all of that. And uh, I want to talk about the mystery of that shack, right? Because we know that it because we know that that was the portal. Why was that particular house the portal? We kind of get answers to that, but also not weirdly enough. But let's talk about that and what they've been trying. And I want to also talk about Luce's mental state here as well because it kind of reflects what another character we absolutely love keeps doing to herself and I hate it so much and I want to give these two a hug so let's talk about all of that there's a lot going on with this I mean yeah there definitely is but I think especially like by the time season three starts her mental state is like that girl needs so many hugs oh god yes and a nap like just (laughs) and a nap not necessarily in that order but at some point she should get all of those things because oh my god her I mean, I can understand to an extent mm. feeling guilty and or responsible mm. because in a roundabout way, it's like she kind of, caused, you could make the argument a, a that, yeah, that she way. caused it. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah. it's also like one of those things where it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. at the time she didn't know what she was going to do and that it would have such like dramatic consequences so um it's not like she went into it with the knowledge that it would have such serious ramifications like with the intent yeah. to like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and she didn't go in like with the intent to like kind of start this like world-ending thing like that just kind of happened mm-hmm. and it was a result of her trying to do a nice thing and somebody taking advantage of her so Absolutely. it's not necessarily her fault um however i would argue that it is probably the fault of the jerk that tried to take advantage of her and her kindness oh, so for um, sure, and that's putting it lightly <laughs> no we have so, a lot of um, adjectives for philip okay like like let me tell you okay we have a lot of adjectives for philip and a certain other character from another show that we will we will we we constantly talk about off recording like honestly we have so many adjectives for them but i know exactly what you're talking about and it's showcased so clearly when she is in her class trying to make and her teacher is basically you know, this is a normal class. Like you read, you have a reading assignment and the teacher asks you, hey, what did you guys think of this? And she basically projects so much, it hurts you. It hurts you, right? She can see that she misses Eden. You can see that she misses Eden and King. You can see that she feels guilty. You can see that she feels guilty about even looking at her friends now because they're here because of what she thinks is her mistake and that's that's painful to watch and I just yeah yeah it's really like I mean again like you can say I think you can understand why she feels the way she does yeah I mean I'm not faulting her for feeling that way but it's also no of course not but it's like it is it's kind of hard to watch it's like there were so many things that were not in her control mm. and she did i think what any decent person would have done which would have been to help somebody mm-hmm. and i mean again i don't think she did anything um with the intent to cause harm like that's never been her mo that's never been any like reason she's done anything really so yeah um it just ended up being like an unfortunate consequence kind of of her actions but she didn't mm-hmm. know and when you don't know i mean you know it's like there, there, there's so many times i'm sure that somebody has done something with good intentions and then it's kind of backfired and um it's it, it's just it's kind of sad to see her go through that oh, God, phase yeah. of like blaming herself and, and mm-hmm. holding herself responsible when it's like okay yes something happened as a result of your actions but you did not set out to cause cause that reaction yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. it's like maybe don't be so hard on yourself but of course mm-hmm. also it's like it's one of those things where you can say that as many times as you want but it's easier said than done to mm. like if you're in that position to like take yourself out of it or like stop blaming yourself stop making yourself feel guilty about it for real um, dude and it, it, it can be crippling i mean i, I think it is that yeah both in this show and oh my in other god. shows as well <laughs> with other characters oh my so god well, yes. their anxiety we... is kind of yeah like, <laughs> like no just, 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 it, just it can be crippling yeah i completely <laughs> but, agree with um, you it's for it's, sure on the one hand it, it's kind of I don't want to say nice to watch them go through that, but it is like it's. I wouldn't say nice, but it's it's, it's like nice, but story wise, sure, but yes, like it makes for good writing, but also for good writing, and also it's it just like 
it's I guess it's not so much nice to see it as it is it's like nice to see it portrayed you know that like this is Mm. a completely normal reaction to certain circumstances Mm. and Mm -hmm. you're totally valid for feeling that way about any given situation if it warrants it Mm. but Mm -hmm. um also just like (laughs) I I don't really know where I was going with this (laughs) no but I know what you mean though it's nice to like see it portrayed not necessarily it's nice to see see someone go through yeah, yeah yeah for sure but it's nice that I, I guess because there's more of a focus, I guess, on like feelings and mental health and stuff like that in like shows and stuff. It's nice to see that like even shows geared to a younger demographic are attempting to to kind of showcase things like that. Oh God, yeah. No, I 100% agree with you on this because like there's so much. Uh, it's a good thing for kids to see. That, hey, it's normal for you to feel like this, but if you feel like this, don't do what this character did. Come to someone about it. You know, like something (laughs) like that, pretty much. Although, again, (laughs) like you said, that's easier said than done at that point. Like, honestly, I completely agree with you there. Um, Let's talk about Flapjack, because we've always known there's a bit of mystery surrounding Flapjack. And we kind of guessed what flapjack who flapjack was and who he knew and this kind of confirms that so let's talk about that let's talk about the rebus let's talk about the hunt that these kids go on trying to compensate for everything that's happened let's talk about all of that because there's a lot going on with that here yeah, I mean, with Flapjack especially, it was, like, really bittersweet because um, I think you get to see enough of him over the course of the seasons that it's, like, you kind of get attached to him, even though he doesn't have a ton of screen time by himself. And a lot of it is, like, with Hunter, and Hunter's kind of a reluctant uh, palisman bearer, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um yeah, with, with Flapjack especially, it was, it was kind of bittersweet because you do get more of his story in season three. Yeah. And um, you, you do get to spend a little bit more time with him. But unfortunately, uh, because season three is so f- kind of... Season three is kind hijacked. of weird because I feel like at times... Um, I yeah, feel like they like, got hijacked, you know? Like, I'm sorry to say of. it like this, but it feels that way to me. No, but that, that's that's honestly probably a better analogy than anything I was going to say. But it does mm-hmm. feel like at points, like, the season was progressing so quickly that, like, they were just going um, through um, a lot of, uh, like... I don't know, like different things. Like they were covering a lot of plot points really quickly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then there's also just like bits where it just felt like the story wasn't moving forward. It was kind of like fillery and like oh, they were just dude, doing a lot yes. of like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. You no know, things to like yeah. fill in the time because the executives or whoever had made this decision to cut the season short and then just mm-hmm. reduce it to like three one hour specials, mm-hmm. which was super annoying. So um like it has like really emotional moments um but it's uh i don't know it just it it felt kind of at times like it was i know i know exactly what you mean and we'll talk about that because this episode doesn't suffer from that as much as the second episode does that's that (laughs) pretty much but because but then they do manage to give us quite the gut punch here right because we basically go because this is set around Halloween and these guys go on a haunted hayride and 
and for and basically during all this time, Luce and all her guilt has made the decision to never go back to the boiling isles and stay in the human realm, even though they find a way to send the others back. That's her thing at this point, unfortunately. And then we also see that Bellos has basically been sticking around and f- biding his time in the human realm with a little piece of goop that followed these kids around into the human realm which is like dude let it go bro but of course he would he's a piece of shit (laughs) but then there's that and then this is when we actually find out the full story or at least a version of the full story of what happened between Caleb and Philip so let's talk about that because I find that really interesting let's talk about that Yeah, I mean, I think we had, like, hints. We'd guessed. Uh, about yes, it. we'd yeah, guessed. And I think it's, yeah, if, if you read kind of between the lines and if you look at all, like, some of the stuff in the background, yeah. um, like you said, it's Especially not Especially in to, Hollow Mind. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, make guesses and, and jump to conclusions. But, mm-hmm. yeah, by by this point, it's confirmed that Caleb um, fell in love with a witch from the boy mm-hmm. Hill is named Evelyn yep. and... Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they they got like married or like they settled down together or whatever and like they did they were just so basically they were meeting each <laughs> and... other in secret which is why they had stashes of titan blood hidden everywhere to meet each other they even it, it, it's rumored that they even started a family and there's also a, a rumor that the clawthorns are descended from caleb and evelyn which is a whole other thing <laughs> we'll get into later but yeah continue exactly yeah it's it's yeah a, i mean yeah yeah there, there's a lot of like like you said like i think a lot of this had been kind of like hinted at in the background and it was mm-hmm. shown in the background especially mm-hmm. in episodes like you said like hollow mind and um you know little tidbits here and there but yep. this episode in season three or episode one at least is the first time that we get a lot of or like any explicit confirmation really that like this is what they were this is what they did like mm-hmm. that this episode basically just gives you kind of like a, a really quick overview of what happened to them mm-hmm. and then Bella is off on the sidelines being like goopy. a little prick about it <laughs> um, i mean yeah eventually he becomes goopy but like i mean at the time he was just kind of like i don't know third wheeling being very oh, jealous being paranoid racist <laughs> yeah classist mm-hmm. specious whatever <laughs> i don't really know what the specific term is for yeah. discriminating against witches but mm-hmm. it was probably all of them because he certainly um enough of a dick to to be that way but oh yeah <laughs> Enough of a dick to um, hold a hold hold a vendetta against them for like centuries and wanting to like wipe all of them out. Like seriously, bro, come. Yeah, I mean, especially when it's like really weird. Like when you think about it, like I I I don't want to say that his prejudice is valid because it's not. I mean, it's you definitely know, the, not. The island was just those beings and people and species, whatever. They were just existing, minding yeah. their own business. Exactly. They weren't really harming anybody in the human no. realm. But my thing was always like, if he was going to be such a like, I don't know, yeah, or if he's gonna be like a crybaby about it, why not just let your brother go to the boiling island and stay there forever? You never have to see him. He never has to see you. You never have to see your potential sister-in-law. It's great for everybody. Then there's minimal interaction. You don't have to like form a super elaborate plan to be Mm -hmm. a crazy witch hunter (laughs) and do crazy things. But um, but no, he Bellows just decides like, screw this. I'm just gonna go full like witch hunter, 
crazy person and <laughs> dude that was insane yo like dude what the hell were you thinking right like i don't understand yeah. anyway it's just dumb yeah. in the sense that he basically had a vendetta for centuries for just like a weird thing but this is where it gets worse right because hunter is finally happy with where he is in his life and we talked about this just a little bit because he's happy to be away from all of that stuff he literally said i do want to go back but i kind of like where i am right now so i i'd rather just do this for now kind of deal right so <laughs> it's it's understandable and i really feel bad for him because bellas is a piece of shit that basically wants to use him and he kind of does in the worst possible way and it kind of it really hurts and that's like painful to watch actually because like during the haunted hayride uh again we see we see a lot there's a lot going on here so i'm going to be jumping around a little bit cuz like uh we talked about how uh amity uh willow gus and hunter envy found a clue to 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 the whereabouts of some titan blood and they know by now the titan blood is something that they can use to make a portal basically or power a portal pretty much so and during the haunted hayride amity wanted to surprise um uh loose by saying hey we have this clue we can we can see if this works kind of deal but in the midst of all this hunter has been having flashes of velos and he's paranoid about it little does he know that velos has actually followed them there and is actually there and this is when all of that comes together in the worst possible way so let's talk about all of that because oh my god yeah i mean i think like that was kind of the like kind of crazy thing but also kind of expected thing that bellows would follow them into the human realm yeah yeah, yeah. like sure. in a way he was trying to get back but then also he just had like this really weird vendetta mm-hmm. against like the boiling idols and like its inhabitants and like just wanted to like destroy it for lack mm-hmm. of a better term so it's mm-hmm. kind of weird that like he was he was trying to like destroy it but then also while he did that was trying to get back to earth and then well the human realm and then just wanted it to be like a thing where he like i, I don't know it was very because like on the one hand he was like i want to destroy everybody and like yeah. take all the magic but then on the other hand he was like i want to be a witch hunter and it's like you can't be a witch hunter if you kill all the witches like <laughs> i don't really know what he was expecting i think maybe he thought it was still like um like the Salem witch trials and stuff. Oh like God, that. yeah, so, yeah. I um, think they made the connection to that too because Philip was from that time. So yeah, they made that connection too. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just find it kind of funny in like a dumb way that he was like, a, I want to be a witch hunter, but then also in the same breath he was like, kill all the witches. And it's like, again, you're not going to be a witch hunter if you kill all the witches, mm-hmm. and neither of them are particularly great things to want to do. Oh yeah. So, um. Yeah, but but I mean I think like I was saying I think I think most people expected probably that if he could get into like back into the human realm he would probably mm-hmm. try that. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's not entirely surprising that he made it back to the human realm, but it is kind of surprising that he ends up like following 
well, not not really. I mean, given the connection with him and Hunter, it's not that surprising that he ends up sticking around and following loose and stuff like that. But it, it's weird that he ends up going back to the Boiling Isles yeah. when he could have just stayed in the human realm. Um, but again, I, I think his, like, desire to both be a witch hunter and simultaneously just kill everybody in the Boiling Isles is, like, a weird... They're oh. kind of incompatible, if you really think about it. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, it's messed <laughs> up as hell. Again, it's dumb you, and you, messed you up. Can't... Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like, again, you can't, like, if you if you want to be a witch hunter, which is not a good thing to want to be, um, yeah. you need witches to hunt. If you kill all the witches, what are you going to hunt? <laughs> so it's just know, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, I, I thought it was kind of funny in a dumb way. Like I said, that he was like, I want to be a witch hunter, but also kill all the witches. Like seriously, bro, you 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 have issues. So like, calm calm down, okay? You have issues, yeah, pretty much. So there's all of that, but then let's talk about. There's so many hints given here to reinforce what we thought about whose talisman Flapjack actually was as well, and what happens to Flapjack in the end because Be- Bellows basically possesses Hunter in order to take the Titan's blood and to keep loose at bay because. Luce now loves Hunter like family. Like, he's like a sibling to her at this point. And she's not going to let anything happen to him. So, like, that's why Bellas makes use of that. And not just to Luce. He's he's important to Willow and Gus and Amity. um, And even V. So, every one of them. So, but now, so, he, he makes very good use of that. And it's kind of hard to see that he literally that hunter is being possessed and he's like not in control of what he's doing because if he was he wouldn't have done this and (laughs) flapjack being such a loyal companion he goes to this hybrid thing and he keeps trying to snap Hunter out of it but Velos is just like annoyed and he basically hurts Flapjack and all he says is goodbye Evelyn and that kind of gives us a hint as to whose talisman Flapjack really was it's kind of <laughs> painful so let's talk about that yeah. and let's talk about the after effects yeah go like- ahead the the whole mind control sort of thing where Hunter's possessed and mm-hmm. then he's, you know, doing things that he normally wouldn't do reminds yeah. me of another character from another show that we love doing things that she normally wouldn't do. Um, sorry, I just had to make the connection. And I know there is a connection, though. I'm not gonna and begrudge there, you that at all. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I we, we bring this up a lot. We keep referencing like one or two shows that we never talk about, but for a good reason. Because if we talk about it, we will just get derailed. We and... will never stop talking yeah. about it. So please talking about let it. us, um, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the risk of like derailing this any further, um, we're not going to mention it. But <laughs> I think a lot of people, but, but... <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of overlap in fandom, so I'm yeah. sure a lot of people probably made the connection. Yes. and we're not mm-hmm. the first. But um, yeah, no, I just when every every time I see that scene with Hunter and like yeah. the way it's like written and, and animated, mm-hmm. it's not a one to one 
comparison, but like there is, you know, enough. it happens every now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a character you love, like mm-hmm. possessed or mind controlled, and makes for good angst. <laughs> oh God, yes, yes. But no, I mean it is. It is. Um, I feel like what you said true. Uh, can't talk. What you said before was true. <laughs> that like at this point, Hunter is kind of like family to all of them even if they didn't trust him at first yeah i think at this point he's kind of proven himself and he's kind of proven that he wants to distance himself from bellows and doesn't want to be associated with him and doesn't want to kind of live up to this golden guard persona that he's been yeah kind of forced to live up to for so long oh yeah um so for bellows to kind of make the move now it's like it's what are you a doing decision on his part yeah, but yeah it it's is. kind of also it is kind of like a what are you doing type thing because yeah at this point they've all bonded and if he had done it 10 episodes before maybe maybe even but like more than that um maybe they wouldn't have bonded <laughs> and yeah it would have been easier to to like have hunter be possessed and not have anybody care about him but i think now at this point we as viewers care about him and then certainly yep. like loose amity gus willow they come to see him as a friend they care about him and yep. it just kind of for bella at least it complicates things but mm-hmm. um but yeah having like that little bit where uh bellas is like goodbye evelyn when flapjack is kind of destroyed or killed unfortunately um that was a actually good just hard because what happens with flapjack is worse yeah because <laughs> yeah but i it's, mean it's, it's good angst i have to say it's good angst and but like yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's just like it, it makes for like you said good angst mm-hmm. but it is kind of bittersweet to watch because on it the one is. hand it's like it makes the story that much more interesting mm-hmm. and um like compelling in a way yeah. but at the same time it's like again this is the character you've come to know and hopefully over the course of several seasons slash episodes love mm-hmm. and then for them to be destroyed or killed or whatever <laughs> in this way is like painful it, 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 yeah i agree because Hunter, when Bellows hurts Flapjack, Hunter snaps out of it and he's basically like making it clear that he wants nothing to do with him. He's like, I I don't want to, I want to make sure that you don't hurt anyone else ever again. And he ends up almost drowning and Camila has to save him. And then he's like really hurt because being possessed like that is not, Okay, not that I would have any... None of us would have any experience with this, okay? Like, let's be real. It's a it's a fictional scenario. But, like, I have to... But you, you, you'd have to assume that it's, like, pretty traumatic and it, it leaves you drained and exhausted and all sorts of bruise or whatever, right? And Flapjack sees this and whatever little life he has left, he gives back to Hunter. And it's just it's painful because the minute hunter wakes up he's like is everyone okay and and gus is just like actually flapjack and then hunter's just like don't i already know i felt it happen and that that that's worse so yeah yeah i mean like i said too it's harder because i think 
you you get to see the like the journey of Hunter mm-hmm. kind of being a reluctant talisman bearer to like accepting Flapjack and then being I guess like very attuned to Flapjack, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like he yeah. he he enjoys having a talisman and, and they're they've you know, at a point they've both bonded and it's yeah. great for both of them. And then this is like it's like their time was cut short like they didn't get enough time together and now all of a sudden it's like flapjack is gone and hunter's just kind of he doesn't have a talisman anymore and and i think it was probably one of those situations where he wasn't expecting to feel as much as he did but by the time flapjack dies and kind of gives hunter the rest of his essence or life force or whatever you want to call it um he absolutely yeah yeah like i i I love him and I miss him and I want him back. Right. And it's like, we as viewers, I think, I, I would hope most people anyway agree with Hunter and mm-hmm. are like, yeah, bring back Flapjack. But, um, but yeah, it is very bittersweet because, like, Flapjack does a really noble, heroic thing. Of course. Surviving Hunter or like lending him some strength. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like, but the cost is Flapjack. I know. <laughs> I don't want him to die. I didn't want him to die either, but there it is, unfortunately, you know. But yeah. let's also talk because now in the mi- in the middle of all of this, Bellos has managed to open a portal with the Titan blood and he's gone through. And now these guys have have to go through as well. And Luce actually wrestles with wanting to go through, but also like she's made her decision, but then Camila's like, no, I'm coming with you. We're going. After I've seen what ha- what's happened here, we gotta go. We have to deal with this. And I also like how they kind of resolve Luce's guilt about telling Philip about the Collector. Because, because Hunter makes that very clear. Look, he Bellos would have found someone else. He it's what he does. He manipulates people. If it wasn't for if it wasn't you, he would have found someone else to do it. But now we're here to stand up to him. So let's do that. And that's a good thing to tell her at that point because I think that I don't think she thought of it that way because she kept blaming herself for this. But he's right in that regard because. Hunter has seen firsthand what Velos's manipulation is like. And for him to tell her that, hey, if it wasn't if it if he if if it wasn't you, he would have found someone else and he would have manipulated them. So it's not like we it's not like you're at fault for this. So what did you think of that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely a message that Luke needed to hear. I think it's also, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I think Bellos is just the type of person that, like Hunter says, would do that. And if mm-hmm. there's somebody he can use to achieve his goals or his wishes or whatever, yeah. if he can use them with, like, no risk to himself yeah. and potentially maximum risk to the other person, I think yeah. Bellos is the type of person that would absolutely do that. So I think yep. what Hunter was trying to tell Luke's I don't know if she's necessarily viewed it as like just an empty platitude or whatever, but I think mm. like it, as far as 
bellowscones. I think we as viewers know that to be true because he's yep. always like that's just been his thing. He's always used people, whether it's Luce, Hunter, or like the Coven Heads, whatever. Like oh yeah. He had a exactly. plan, yes. But like everybody else was doing the legwork for him. He just basically sat around and like became a goopy monster. And <laughs> 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 <I'm> like <laughs> and, oh god. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, everybody else was doing a lot of the work for him. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, when Hunter says that he would have used somebody else if it was not Luce, I mean, I think Luce herself has proof of that. Like, Hunter himself is living proof of that. But like, even, like, just look at Odalia Blight. Like, I mean, yeah. she's like, she thinks she's like, you know, going to indispensable. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That too. And it's like, you know, the second they like he can dispose of you, Bellot's just gonna toss you to the side. <laughs> he's like, he's got that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I think even though it might be a hard pill for Luce to swallow, I think she definitely needed to hear that because yeah. like Hunter said, it was not her fault. Um, and you know, it would have happened one way or another. It's just the unfortunate part was that it was a loose that Bellas took advantage of, and it was um Luce who he used to kind of achieve his goals but yes. i think he would have just waited for as long as it took to find somebody else he could use the same way use or manipulate so... exactly for sure i agree but the good thing but the cool thing is um this ends with them going into the ba- back to the demon realm and we don't know what kind of chaos awaits them there because, like, honestly, we left them at a very precarious juncture. So, especially with the way we got these episodes, we didn't know when the next one was coming out. And we were like, oh my god, they're going back to the demon realm. How, how are we going to even, um, how, how are we going to find this place? And what, what's it going to be like? And all that stuff. So, <laughs> there was that. But... Thankfully, you guys, if you're still listening, you don't have to wait to find out because we're going to talk about it right now. So so this, this episode, we kind of see it from the Boiling Isles point of view and mostly King's point of view. Because again, uh, like we said before, the first two episodes kick off pretty much almost where the season two finale left off, right? Because... um. In the first episode, we saw Luce's point of view of being thrown away from the portal. And in this episode, we see King making that sacrifice and being taken away by the Collector and what happens after. So let's talk about that. And let's talk about the chaos the Collector causes, because it's a lot. I mean, let's talk about that. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think... We, we've seen like bits and pieces of the collector prior to the second yeah. episode mm-hmm. but i think when we really see him in episode two of season three it's kind of obvious that he really is just like a kid like yeah i mean he might have all this power but at the end of the day he just acts like a five-year-old kid basically so i think as viewers we can understand king's reluctance to like hurt him but mm-hmm. also i think because the collector is so childlike he has like a, a a different concept of like yeah i guess everything because he's so everything. like young and innocent or whatever and so he's just like constantly like i want to do this i want to do that and he's like he has the power to basically do whatever he wants but i don't think he's old enough or he hasn't been conditioned to think of like okay consequences these are be. yeah, yeah and like 
whatever I do, they could potentially feel pain and or get hurt and then they might die. I might not have a toy or a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a, a kind of weird thing or a weird way to, I think, look at people. Mm-hmm. But he is essentially just like a little kid. So yeah. um, I don't know, maybe that's how he views people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he turns people into puppets. Like literally, yeah. that's what he's done. And that's yeah. scary. Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, he, like, I think part of what makes the collector so interesting as, like, a concept and a character is just, like, mm-hmm. he's essentially, again, like, a five-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. No concept, really, of, like, right or wrong yet, Um, partly because he hasn't, I think, really had anybody to kind of steer him in the right direction and tell him, yeah. like, okay, this is acceptable, this is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. But also, he's got, like, all this power, and he can basically do whatever he wants. And, I mean, we saw that in season two, when he basically just, like, stopped the day of unity. Just, just like, by, like, boop! Yeah. yeah just like <laughs> it was like a very minor thing and then he just like or like bellows had like you know talked it up and, and everybody i think was like oh my god the day of unity was like this huge massive event then the collector came and basically just like breathed yeah <laughs> i mean a little bit more than that but like you I know, know. Like, popped up and then he was like okay taken care of problem solved yeah um and so it it was kind of i thought it was an interesting i like decision to introduce him so late in the story yeah i'm assuming i have no confirmation but i'm assuming if season three had been a full-fledged season they probably would have explored him a little bit more his abilities more but um i think even just given the version of the show that we got it was really interesting to see him pop up so late and then still have an episode kind of dedicated to him coming to the realization that like okay i am powerful and I can't buy friends, but like I don't know what else to do. And like he kind of had to like work through his things. And, like, yeah. Um, I think he was using. <laughs> I don't want to say fear, but I don't really know how else to describe it because it really just kind of boiled down to everybody was trying to make sure that the collector didn't have a temper tantrum because <laughs> it had yeah, a temper tantrum true. that it was like people were going to turn into things that they didn't want to turn into and yep. then nobody knew how that was going to affect them. So um, it was really interesting to introduce him that late just because he was like another variable that I think Luz and her friends had to account for and especially because king was the one dealing with him directly it's like king had like a vested interest in making sure that the collector was stopped (laughs) but yeah he did the only way that they could think of stopping him was just to kind of appease him and just like give in to whatever he wanted to do so for poor king it's like this very elaborate game of like pretending to be his friend and then i think genuinely feeling some like pity or empathy or for some him, sort of empathy time, yeah yeah for sure yeah. but i think also like king realized that like this is a super powerful eldritch being <laughs> and yeah nothing i say can can probably change his mind so i just got to do what i got to do to get my friends safe and like make sure that the collector's not destroying the boiling aisles exactly so it, it, i don't know like it episode two kind of at times felt a little bit fillery a little bit the, the show was reduced to three episodes instead of i don't know the nine or ten that maybe they were originally going to be given yeah but um i i think even though parts of it felt fillery it was still 
enough really to yeah to yeah kind of see everything like the way everything played out so yeah yeah so let's talk about that because we see what's been going on with Ida and Lilith oh my god their new looks fabulous I love them <laughs> uh, but then they've been like hiding from the collector pretty much and all the covenants have been turned into puppets by the collector oh Dahlia is still alive trying to appease the collector because it's the only way she knows how to survive dumbass that's one thing <laughs> Um, yeah, then, can I just say, like, yeah, Odalia, like, she deserves all the awards for, like, worst mom of the century. Oh, just God, because yeah. it's like, I mean, um, part of it, I'm assuming, is because season three was so short. Um, and again, three episodes instead of however many we were actually supposed to get. Mm-hmm. But, um, at no point in, in any of her appearances did she express any sort of remorse, remorse. regret oh, for God. kind of having thrown her family under the bus and it's just right? like she's just like just acting as like you know usual like this is this is my job this is what i do it's great and i'm like you had a husband and three kids and not once have you said like oh my god i hope they're okay or like oh my god i wonder what they're up to it was just like business as usual for her and i was like really like because if that's the case i mean she absolutely should not be married and or be within any like distance of her kids oh god definitely (laughs) yeah that's such a like mean thing to do just to be like oh you guys don't believe in my very hyper specific plan to like achieve world domination or help a evil like mastermind achieve world domination and or destruction then we're not going to be together oh god yeah that's like she's she has issues of her own you like quite honestly she has issues of her own so like i pretty much uh yeah it's like i don't know she has issues of her own i have to say but then let's talk about some callbacks to um earlier episodes where especially the memory uh the how what would you call it the memory tweezers and also uh <laughs> loose recalling how to get to the archives because the archives are basically where the titan's head was and uh we basically get to see how uh get loose to remember to draw the glyph by looking at a picture of it and then get to the head which but then we also see we also get to see Lucy's palisman because there's a lot going on here let's talk about all of that uh because again this episode didn't have much going on the main thing happening is Lucy's palisman to be honest <laughs> and getting to the archives for the final showdown against the collector um and what's been going on with Velos just a little bit so let's talk about all of that yeah i mean first off i just love her palisman i love that it's kind of as unique and quirky as she is because i think that was the big thing too that a lot of us were wondering like what is her palisman gonna be because yeah. like everybody else had a palisman they were all mm-hmm. kind of like i don't want to say like normal but like you know they're they're like recognizable creatures and stuff like that and it it was nothing too um like 
outlandish or like strange mm-hmm. but Luce is a very unique person and I think she obviously needed something as unique as herself <laughs> to yeah. be a palisman and I was like I remember like waiting for her palisman to like hatch and thinking like it can't just be like one animal because like I Luce is like and, and mm-hmm. I think that was something the show yeah. had been like pointing out too like it, it kind of mirrored her whole journey at like Hexide where like every at like every multi-track turn, like, studies yeah yeah like they were trying to push her into like one track but she was like no i want to do it all and then in the end they were yep. like all right fine we'll make you a multi-track student and she was like the first and i don't know ever to do that <laughs> um and and so i think her her like her getting her palace mid and waiting for it to hatch and, and all of that kind of like it ended up in a very loose way, kind of mirroring her journey at Hexide because her palisman mm-hmm. is not like a normal creature. Um, it's a snake and, shifter! Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's super cool. And I think like it, the way they execute, I thought, again, just, I, I think that's like one of the things that for me at least has been like a recurring like thing that I kept thinking as I mm-hmm. was watching season three that I was like, wow, there's a lot that they probably couldn't include. And there are moments, I think, when you can yeah. feel that um oh yeah it was cut for the sake of time but i'm like given all the constraints and everything like they still managed to pull it off you like yeah yeah so um yeah getting to see like her her palisman who she nicknamed string bean which i thought was really cute (laughs) um was was super it was wholesome and i think you needed that moment of like wholesomeness oh after everything else that that was going on yeah 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 because season three i mean again it has its moments where it's like lighthearted. it has its moments where it's like kind of fillery a little i don't want to say slow but there's not it's not it doesn't feel as fast-paced as, as other bits of the season have had yeah felt. no 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 you're um, right and then there's like really like gut-wrenching moments like flapjack sacrificing himself to save hunter and things like that uh so you need a little bit of like that levity and so getting to see string bean was really nice no, I absolutely agree. But then there's also so much more as well because that level of understanding, that moment of understanding that Camila and Luz have, which leads to her admitting that, that Luz admitting that this is what she's always wanted. I love that because I think we know that Palisman respond to your deepest wish, whatever that is. <laughs> And again, Amity reinforces that too. Um, she said that ghosts didn't hatch until I admitted to myself that I didn't know what I wanted to be and that was okay. And that's what happened with Lucy. She, uh, she realized that all she ever wanted was for her mom to understand her. And once she realized that her mom understood what she wanted and that, and they came to that kind of that when they were on the same page about that this happened and i kind of loved it it was great <laughs> yeah i mean especially too because i think loose had spent a lot of time in the boiling aisles especially once camilla discovered that loose was not yeah home. i mm-hmm. think we spent a lot of time feeling guilty but then also being like this is something that i need and want to fight for and so yeah. i can't just um leave yeah. so um yeah, I mean, I, I think by the time we get to this episode where Luce kind of realizes, I just, like, that's all I want, just for my mom to accept me and to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then Camila's like, yeah, I see you, and, like, I understand. I, it's kind of beautiful, even though it, mm. the show can't spend a ton of time focusing on it. 
Yeah, it's really great. But then let's also talk about what Bellos has been up to because he's just gooped still and he's looking for <laughs> uh, a body to get into so that he can finally finish what he started, which is creepy enough as it is, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but then we see glimpses of Ghost Caleb and I'm like, oh my God, this is... Again, this is where what what I think this is where I really think that the crew wanted to expand on this had they been given more time and they weren't able to. So I definitely agree with you there. And in the end of all of this body shifting, he makes use of the one character that we've actually come to love more than the main cast and that's Rain and that's not good yeah because in in Rain's body they Velos manages to manipulate the collector into thinking that King wants to betray them and the collector is just like now. I want to play a new game. I, 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 I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take this kind of deal. So let's talk about that as we lead into the finale, which is like a punch. Like really, there's a lot going on with that. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think you do end up coming for the collector a little bit because again, yeah. he's never had anybody, and King is the first. But also, King realizes that. Again, the collector is like a super powerful being oh, yeah. with the mind of a kid. And mm-hmm. reasoning with him doesn't work the same way it would with somebody who's older and, and or has more experience yeah. like in life in general than the collector does. True. Um, and it's kind of sad to see. Like, I think you understand where King is coming from when he decides, yeah. okay, this, like, my plan of trying to befriend the collector and getting him to just stop being kind of so extreme isn't working and you i think you can understand why king decides to change tactics and just directly approach ida and lilith and be like all right this is what we're gonna do like this is what we need yeah. to do yeah. and just kind of you know in a way kind of like back down the collector um but also you can understand why the collector does feel upset when that happens and when yep. Bellis's manipulation of him works because the collector doesn't have anybody mm-hmm. and i think by this point he's starting to realize he can say that he and King are friends and he can claim whatever he wants. But at oh, the end yeah. of the day, King is still kind of, I wouldn't say afraid of him, but King is kind of just like, distant. you're not really my friend yet. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, we're yeah, only yeah. in this position or like this situation because of certain circumstances. And it's not like King voluntarily sought the collector out and was like, yeah. hey, let's like hang out or let's play a game or whatever. So I think you do feel for him a little bit by the time Bellos gets to him and starts manipulating him. And it's like, Bellos is a dick. And it's 100% obvious he's manipulating the kid. But you also just kind of feel sorry for him because it's like, yeah, he doesn't really have anybody. And he's been alone for who knows how long. And even his own people or people like him abandoned him, just kind of left him. We'll talk about that. Yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about that because this is, again, another plot point that they they probably wanted to expand on but couldn't. Um, because here's the thing, right? Uh, it also shows King's growth because season one, King would have jumped at the chance, uh, to meet someone like the collector and show everyone who's boss. Like that would have been his mo in season <laughs> one. 
but he's grown so much and i kind of love that he's grown that much that by the time that there, that it actually happened he's like oh no this is bad i we we got to stop this kind of deal and again i love how the finale even starts right because it starts with everyone's nightmares because that's what the collector does best mm-hmm. like put them in positions where they feel helpless and alone and and maybe it's projection because that's probably how they feel all the time and it's kind of sad when you think about it but that's what he that's what the collector resorts to in the beginning of the finale until Luz kind of realizes that this is a prank not a prank exactly but this is not real and that she has to snap out of it so let's talk about that and let's talk about watching and dreaming, y'all, because it was a finale. It was a it finale. Was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice because I think Luz has always been like, okay, no matter what you are or like whatever people call you, mm-hmm. if our first meeting, like if this is our first meeting, I'm going to try and be your friend. And yeah. I think that's really wholesome and really sweet and really optimistic of her. And it's really admirable that like mm-hmm. there have been instances, like especially with Bellows and or Philip, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Um, maybe even with like Amity in the beginning of season one, yeah. where she had kind of like a frosty reception and she was mm-hmm. like, okay, this didn't go the way I planned, but she wasn't entirely I mean, Bellows is a bad example because I think Bellows by the time it was revealed an exception. He's a like, star, but also, yeah, he's um yeah. he's you know, I think she realized like that wasn't gonna work. But I mean it worked with Amity and you know, it's worked throughout the series with other characters. Yeah. Um with Hunter. And, it's worked with yeah. Hunter. Uh, yeah exactly and so it was really nice and again like really um admirable i think that she still at like the nth hour was like you know what i'm gonna try and befriend the collector yeah (laughs) and and so that's what she does like she you know i mean he like you said i think he he puts them in in a position where they feel helpless and they're kind of forced to do things that they are not doing out of their own volition yeah but um even in spite of that even in spite of being in a situation where she's essentially kind of being captive um Luce is like I'm I'm I don't care I'm still gonna befriend him befriend him mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and I'm gonna see what I can do because I think she also realizes like if they're gonna win they need the collector on their side oh yeah um, Bellows is not like if Bellows has the collector it's almost like game over so <laughs> absolutely uh, but also the collector's a lonely kid and I think being the less scary of the two sides works in Lisa's favor because yeah. no one wants to spend time with a goopy monster like Bellos is just going to be a dick about everything. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Absolutely. Because, again, Bellos is, like you said, you're absolutely right. Bellos is a very manipulative piece of shit. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of adjectives for Bellos and another character from another show who's pretty much, um, I wouldn't say similar, but, um, Kind of an a-hole. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they basically... The the plan was to basically uh, trick the collector into um, keeping Loose and, and King busy so that he could do what he needed to do to take over the Isles or destroy the Isles, basically. And it kind of it kind of works because here's the thing, like they because 
the co- after snapping out of whatever every illusion that the collector has to offer these these guys uh, uh, loose is kind of like hey let me tell you how we got over all of this and i know you feel lonely this is when the collector tells them his his story like my siblings sent me here to play with the titans and they were scared of the titans power so they basically made them disappear and and the only titan left thought i was the bad guy see again I feel like this is another thing that the crew would have loved to expand on, but couldn't. But it kind of tells you why uh, the um, why why King's dad hid King away and kept King away from the collector. What did you think of that? Because I really thought that this was an interesting connection to make and a good callback. Yeah, I mean, especially because I think King's dad has been like a big question mark. We oh, yeah. A lot of time to mm-hmm. explore that thread. Again, partly because I think maybe season three was where they wanted to explore it. And mm-hmm. then season three got cut um, or it just got shortened by yeah. a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like getting the story now, it would have been nice to have it unfold maybe the way Dana and the crew wanted it to unfold. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so glad we got it. Yeah. Um, and it, it was really like it ends up being like a wholesome thing because I think like the few times he's mentioned in previous seasons, it's like King is like so sure that he's out there, and then as this like seasons progress, it's like looking more and more like he's probably not coming for you if he's alive, and mm-hmm. even if he's not alive, it's like you, you probably won't know what happened to him because there's no other Titans around. Yeah, but, um, I I think like getting the call back in this episode that like there were other titans and the collectors siblings or whatever mm-hmm. essentially just took them down is like it, it's not i think it's kind of hard because it's like it's not ideal mm-hmm. it still doesn't answer specifically like what happened to king's dad in particular like whether it was really that he was taken down by these beings or something else mm-hmm. contributed to it but i think it's enough to know that like king is kind of the last of his kind yeah and, and so his dad hasn't been answering him not because he was alive and just didn't want to or wasn't getting his messages Mm -hmm. like the guy was just dead unfortunately so i think it's not the ideal outcome but i think at least this way king knows um and he has an answer which it's what i think he really wanted like just an Mm -hmm. answer to know like what happened to my dad where is he and Mm -hmm. again it's not ideal but now he has a definitive answer that like okay you asked your question here's the answer your dad's dead yeah yeah It's, it's kind of it's uh, probably a hard pill to swallow because the king was so looking forward to like meeting him and mm-hmm. he was really really hoping i think that his dad was somewhere out there and alive but unfortunately um not <laughs> not really but let's talk about all of that because there's so much going on in this episode being the finale and all they had to put in a lot into this and i'm surprised at how well they fit everything into it to be honest but let's talk about that, because in the process of befriending the collector, you kind of get to see, oh my god, again, Rain, oh, there's such a powerful witch, like, really, because, like, you have Bellows trying to c- control Rain to get to the castle, uh, <laughs> to get to the Titan's heart, so that he can, you know, take control of it. But Rain, being the badass that they are, basically fights them, fights Bellos off 
but unfortunately it's not enough and Velos does manage to get to the heart and you know put his I I don't know how to what to how to how to say this, but it gave yeah, me Heart of Ethereal vibes. Basically, that's yeah. what it was like for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's let's... very much. I think that's that's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, what this means is he has control of the Isles now. That is mm-hmm. not good, and this is when the fight like totally escalates, right? Because mm-hmm. the collector's the one who's like, do you hear that? breathing you can feel this mm-hmm. land breathing and that is not good like that is like i love how they animated it. the trees are shaking the whole right it's just again hats off man they they really did a great job of showcasing that it's it was really cool uh, by the way um and this is when the fight escalates because the collector, having learned what Luce was trying to tell them, uh, tell him, basically goes to Bellas is like, "Hey, you just needed us to understand you, and that's okay." Not knowing <laughs> that Bellas is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not the collector's fault, but like, no. boy, I mean, again, he's like a kid. Like, yeah, you know, he's like a kid mentality about everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's admirable that yeah. He- thought that and like reached yeah. out to Bellos in that way yeah. it's like yeah this is not the type of guy you want to try that on because yeah. he's like he he's doesn't deserve it yeah he yeah, just yeah. yeah he doesn't just deserve like, it no. <laughs> I just, just, just stay away but then this is where the crazy thing happens i wouldn't call this predictable but it's also like they can't kill the protagonist kind of deal because loose takes the hit <laughs> and this is when things get really interesting because not only does this trigger such a reaction from Ida and King, she gets to meet the Titan Titan, King's <laughs> dad, in the place between all places, which I really loved. I loved this bit because you expect this, you this is the Titan, right? This is the Boiling Isles. You expect this to be some magnanimous creature. And don't get me wrong, he is. It, they they it is like as majestic as the boiling guys is like that is the titan but when you see this this being he's just like a chill dude just in there like he's like hey what's up it's so funny what did you think of that yeah i mean it's i think especially too because like the Titan has always been built up as like this larger than life figure and like super yeah. important. And not to say that it wasn't important, but like when you meet him, mm. he's like super chill, like I don't know how to describe it, like cool dad vibes almost. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is a very weird thing to say about a character who ends up in actuality being quite a lot shorter in the form we see him. Um at least in the form than... you see him, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um but um it yeah, it was just really cool to see, um, like, we, we finally get to to see what the Titan was like, and we, we get to see, like, a, a version of him that was, I, I mean, for me personally, you know, being very different than what I imagined, but oh, yeah. I don't know, I just thought it was so funny that it was, like, so chill, so, like, laid back, and was like, mm-hmm. I'm here to help you, like, just don't worry about it, here's what we're gonna do type of thing, and, like, that was just, like, the vibe he gave off, um, yeah. so... Yeah, but I know. He, I yeah. Just... <laughs> no, I I definitely agree, but I also love that he gave Lou some important lessons here because, 
Luce was like under the impression that she was as bad as Bellos because, of course, she wanted to protect her family and Bellos <laughs> just wanted to protect what was dear to him. But then the Titan was basically like, dude, this this person's deluded. If you if basically he's he, he does he only wants to be the hero in his own story. He doesn't want to do any good like <laughs> you do. You really wanted to protect these people. And that guy, he's only out for himself. So no, it's not the same thing. And I love that. I love that. And I also yeah. love that he's been keeping an eye on his baby boy. He's been keeping an eye on him. And he's been seeing. I, I feel like it's a good kind of like, like he, in a way, it's like he's reciprocating King's feelings, but obviously he can't be there to like. Actually tell him, him tell directly. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. But yeah, it was it was really wholesome to see him just kind of be like, yeah, I'm just keeping tabs on him, you know, doing what I can from another plane of existence or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, it was really sweet because it's like again, King was like really, really looking forward to finding out answers mm-hmm. or and or meeting his dad if he could. And yeah. by this point, he's learned his dad's not alive, and it is probably really tough. But now, Luce at least has confirmation that like even though he was out the there whole, and that like, he loved him and he wanted to meet him yeah, but couldn't yeah, and it was just yeah, all those like, things yeah yeah it was yeah. great but then the best part of this was what the titan does for Luz. he's like i'm i'm going to give you all my powers you're gonna stop fellows <laughs> but you're gonna have to choose yourself to do it and it is epic because the showdown that happens when Luce has those powers is just so cool. It is incredible. Because, like, of course... And, and the thing is, though, it's still it's still just, like, you know, you know what that reminded me of? It reminded of leveling the playing field in this situation, <laughs> right? It reminded me of Percy taking on Achilles... Uh, the the curse of Achilles. I have to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. It just reminded me of that a little bit, right? Because <laughs> no, like a comparison, yeah. Because like, it's not like it, they could have defeated Bellos when he had control of the Isles mm-hmm. on their own. They needed something extra, and the Titan was like, you know what? Take this. Use the time that you have. I'm giving you my essence. Use the ma- use my magic to defeat this dude. And oh my god, that was an epic showdown. It was really great. And I love how in the end, even in the end, even in that last moment, this dude was like trying to save his own ass. And it didn't work this time. Luce was just like, I'm not even touching this. I'm done. And it's and he got what he deserved. I have to say that man, he got what he deserved. He should he he should have gotten worse, but whatever. He's gone now, so I don't care. Like, really? What'd you think of yeah. that? Like, oh my god! You know that the ending fight. Like, I I don't I'm not very knowledgeable about, about animation. Mm-hmm. I just see something. I'm like, ooh, shiny, pretty colors. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. But that's like the extent of my knowledge. I'm like, if it's shiny and if it's like, if it just flows well and and there's a lot of like, oh god colors sick. and it's vibrant, I'm like, this is this is it for me. Like, this is great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, watching the final fight was really cool. But also, yeah, I love that by like, the end, Luce was just like, you know what? I'm done taking this BS. Like, this ends here yeah. and now. And I yeah. love that like 
King's dad gave her the option, like, you know, if you want to just, like, and, and like, without necessarily, I guess, putting any blame on her or putting any, like, yeah. pressure um, on her as yeah, well. Pressure, yeah, really. Um, he was just like, if you want to, like, go back and stop him, I can help you do that. If you want to stay here, that's fine, too. Just, like, you have options. And I'm sure it would have been kind of both a simple and difficult decision for Luz because on the one hand it's like of course she wants to go back and save her family yeah. but also like she's technically dead and like she's given it her all she's tried her best nobody would fault her for you know wanting to just kind of leave everything behind yeah and, exactly um go although it is kind of morbid when you think about it she's like what 14 15 like she absolutely should not be dying that young although I will um, say the 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 scene where her essence where you think she's gone and her light is actually going everywhere that she loves in the boiling aisles is just kind of touching you know like i yeah you feel that you really do yeah feel you that. really do yeah, yeah. but yeah i mean i just love that like by the end she was like i'm done i'm done taking bs and like yeah. it's just like this is this is where it ends like this is where it stops and yeah um, i thought it was so cool like the way she came back her her new form and then like just all of her friends like helping and like eat up becoming in their own way form yeah, again. Yeah, yeah exactly and like all of them kind of tag teaming bellows to just like end him and um what i also really liked and i think this was something uh our friend mentioned when he was watching the mm-hmm. the series finale yeah um it seemed like they the way they had set it up it seemed like the collector was going to be the big bad and oh like yeah Bellos probably just going to be resolved and then the collector like ends up helping them and so bellos is still the big bad yeah which is and, um, yeah that was really cool that like even in spite of all the limitations they had going into season three mm-hmm. they still managed to keep it like it like they they made it they they the story made sense like it was it like did. it didn't overall it didn't seem like super rushed and it didn't seem like yeah. there were a ton of holes in it. i wish um, again and, you can tell that they wish they had more time and i yeah. will not begrudge them that i w- i wish <laughs> they had more time to tell their full story as well but they did a good job of what they got so and i'm happy <laughs> with that uh, yeah they really did but yeah the finale was just i could just go on forever about how much I loved it and how yeah. amazing it was even though it was cut short but yeah it was really cool to watch and um I, I think it was a little bit quick in the sense it's like it was action-packed <laughs> and everything happened quickly though that's I agree with yeah, you yeah there. I mean it was but I, I'm thinking more quick in terms of because we only had three episodes and we yeah. got to the finale so yeah. much shorter like so much quicker than we would have if we had been given a whole season yep but yep, yep. Um, again I think like we've been saying this whole whole episode just <laughs> like like a broken record um <laughs> the, the, despite all the limitations they really did a good job um, yeah they did kind of presenting an end to the series so i'm sad it's ended but oh my god that it happened really (laughs) exactly (laughs) so let's talk about the flash forward because there's a lot that happened and i and a lot that i loved about how they showed this happening um because oh my god they they showed how the boiling guys had tried to rebuild and everything and it was sweet that they all came together after like centuries of being fooled by Bellos and all that and to undo all of that it takes a lot of work and I'm glad that they showed that that's what they did and that's great and they also showed that some people weren't ready for it and some people still oppose it because that's gonna happen and I like that they showed (laughs) that as well but 
what I really loved was, I mean, of course, I wish they didn't have to do this, but part of the ending was done along with the credits, which <laughs> is fine. Don't get me wrong. I, I get the time constraints and I'm get, I am I get that they did that. I love that we saw all of them grown up because Luce is going off to college. Uh, they're all grown up and Luce, and where she's going to college is also very important because she's going back to she's going to the University of Wild Magic, which is like, okay, girl, that's awesome for you. I'm glad you got to do what you wanted. And I really love the fact that, again, it's a nice callback to make because Albert was her introduction to the Boiling Isles. She followed Albert into the Boiling Isles. And now we see Albert going out of the human realm and back into the boiling aisles and what it became after all these years and showing everybody one by one uh and to show you what they've been doing all these years which i really love and again yeah, it, was, it was great it was, yeah, it was really that. sweet but yeah i mean it is kind of a little bit annoying that they had to kind of cram stuff into the end credits because yeah. i think especially if we didn't like if they could have just extended yeah. episode three to be just a little bit longer yeah um i feel like a lot of that stuff that was in the credits just um it deserved to be on its own without being stuck oh yeah i sequence. agree yeah um but yeah it was like it was still really nice to see like again like the flash forward seeing loose finally get what she wanted and like mm -hmm. reach an understanding with Camila and like have them both be on the same page and like yeah. on board with everything and that was really nice to see and then mm. um I, I think part of what like attracted Luce to the Boiling Isles was like that was where she felt at she home. fit in the most yeah and at home yeah and like now she gets to go and like pursue higher education there and mm -hmm. that's really cool because like who else is like no no other human is probably going to do that right now no so um yeah it was just really wholesome and it was a very happy ending given everything that like the series had been building up to and like how catastrophic the day immunity scene oh god yeah. catastrophic like bellows and his weird gloopy form and the collector seemed and now yep. it's like that's all been resolved the collector's no longer like a threat to they're just yeah. they've just promised to you know learn from everything and do their mm -hmm. own thing which is great i love that right yeah. yeah again i love that ida and rain got their happy ending i <laughs> am so, so happy for them they're so cute and i hate it and it's dumb but i want more of it you know what i'm saying i, I can't <laughs> yeah no it was super sweet i'm it like was i'll great. take a spin-off with just oh them god yeah like if you I'm, give me a spin-off with either and Ray and just you know sitting together and being stupid with each other i'll take it like please yeah i mean it's it also me. disney though so you never know Mm. I don't think it's gonna happen, but you know, we we got the Lumity kiss, which oh, I yeah. don't think Disney would would go for, yeah. like in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that it even made it into the show, I thought was like it was great. pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But for it's sure, also kind of sure. sad that it's like we have to fight for like one animated kiss, and it's like oh yeah, god, yeah. it's not gonna I'm... make a difference. No, but to still, anybody. in in the sense <laughs> um, that it it, it does yeah. make a difference to people. It does, it does, no, like, I know what you mean though. Like, I know what you mean. We're always like. 
oh, we, we shouldn't animate it. People are going to get the wrong idea. It's like, uh, what's okay, the maybe, wrong idea, but it's bro? Like, Shut up. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know. I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. About that, 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 but it's just like, at the end of the day, even for the people who enjoy it, they're fictional characters. What's the yeah. harm in like animating it? Like, you're not, I mean, I don't know. Um, but like, that's the other thing, too. Like, it is very meaningful to a lot of people. And it's like, um, it I, helps I'm, I'm kids understand well. <laughs> that all that is normal and that you shouldn't like I know it's hard to articulate I wish we didn't live in a world that stigmatized that there's no need yeah. to do it there's no point in it I don't see a point in it I, but I'm glad that representation, good representation is there for kids and adults alike to see and learn <laughs> from um, but yeah, like you said, if they give me a spin-off with Ida and Rain in it, I will take it because I I I want more content of them. They're great. But the worst <laughs> of it, and I say worst because it made me cry my eyes out when I saw this happen, was how they ended it. The last break was just all of them just saying bye to all of us, and I hate it. It's I, I know it. I know yeah it was a really sweet like ending shot but at the same time it was like thanks guys for breaking my heart because like what a note to go out <laughs> I know <laughs> I mean damn it they knew they knew they knew what they were doing with that they really did yeah I hate it and it's dumb but they knew what they were doing with that yeah but overall it was anyway it was so good. what a ride what a ride this show so good it I think it started off kind of goofy and then it ended up being like one of my favorite shows to watch to be honest. It was really great. Yeah. And I really hope that we get more stuff like this. Um, Me too. Because kids deserve this kind of good representation. They deserve and Not just kids, I think. Well, kids Even especially, adults. but I think everybody in general. Like, yeah, for sure. Um you know, representation is representation, mm-hmm. and I don't think we can have too much of it. Like, oh when yeah, it's done well definitely like not. This. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it, it's it's like gold when it's done this well. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to a lot of people, and I think even for us who are we're kind of like, um, you know, on the peripheries, just as like supporters, we're like, yeah. this is great, and hopefully people see this and yeah, like, they like feel seen by it and all oh yeah that. for sure so, dude. absolutely um, yeah yeah i agree definitely and with that guys we are ending our podcast on the owl house and also the podcast in general oh uh, <laughs> because here's the thing We've done a little over 100 episodes here and uh, we think that we've had a decent run and I think I mean I I think we can say it it, um hopefully we've done something good yeah but also um I think now that we have a little bit of like podcasting under our belt a little bit hopefully um we're gonna work to put out something different in the near future hopefully that's not too far away but we'll see yeah we're looking into it (laughs) But yeah, hopefully something that's as well received as everybody has received whatever nonsense we've put out on a semi-regular <laughs> basis for this one. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we are working on other things, and I think it's just it's a lot of work to do these things. And as much as we would love to just make like a million of these episodes and podcasts in general, it's yeah. unfortunately not super feasible. Mm-hmm. So um, 
yeah i think this is our our, our last episode for this podcast maybe as the nerdy podcasts yes yeah for sure the future will revive this i don't know maybe it'll just be a super long extended hiatus but for now unfortunately this is going to be our last episode and then mm-hmm. um we're working on some exciting content for the near future exciting for us at least exciting so, for us um, is right <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully we'll see you guys on that. Maybe they recognize us. I don't know. <laughs> I, we don't know. But for every know, single but... one of you who gave us a listen on this podcast and let us be nerds and let us nerd out about the stuff that we love, we thank you so much and we appreciate every single one of you. So thank you. Absolutely. And this is us signing off from the Nerdy Podcasts podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you. As always, our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.